Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. 
even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. A camel channel. It's episode 35 of the Fighting Cock podcast. Welcome, everybody. Hello. Right. Hello. We've got Felonius Filth. Hey. We've got Bardi. Hello. We've got Spooky. All right. I'm Flav. How's everyone feeling today? Yeah, good. Yeah, not bad. I'm feeling rough as arseholes. You look rough. I know. You're like fucking shit. We had to (laughs) (laughs) We had to celebrate. We had to I mean it was such a glorious It was it wasn't just it weren't glory, it was just a just a relaxed, enjoyable game for once. I I was saying to T on the way up here that it felt like a a mid table clash at the end of the season or Sunderland Sunderland didn't even look like a relegation threatened team. They were like well, they, we'll, just, they look like they've given up already. And uh, well, I've got some, I've got some theories as to why it was so easy. But um, we'll go, we'll come on to that in a little while. Has uh, Dave Spurs been? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <with> conspiracy theories. <laughs> um, By the way, if no one knows who Dave Spurs is, he's a bit of an internet legend. You can find him in comments sections, all, all on all blogs and forums, and uh, he seems to think that every northern team take. Uh, energy drinks or, or some Cardano some energising yeah. supplements, that, supplements that means they are always better than southerners he's always talking about doping isn't he <laughs> tempo <laughs> tempo yeah I believe him because he, <laughs> he, he tells his story in, in capital letters so yeah. it's got to be true he's on Twitter as well yeah he's on Twitter uh, I suppose uh, yeah he's he, I, I, follow him yeah yeah he's, he's a laugh <laughs> or her we don't, the, we're not really sure what, what I don't understand about him is that um, or her is I'm not yeah. sure if he's serious or not to this day I don't know if he's real which is the genius of it I exactly think. exactly um, yeah we've got a fanzine coming uh, the second fanzine finally um, it's taken nearly a year to do but it's on it's way uh, pre-orders will be set up pretty soon um, we're just kind of working on the design at the moment but some quality articles as, as it's coming out we're going a little bit more depth but um, it's, it's really I still good. haven't written one have I well, you're sp- oh, well wait you're, yours is the final piece is it a piece right. of the jigsaw puzzle alright um, shit so I'll <laughs> see you later I'll go home and write it <laughs> yeah not, not one of them good jigsaw puzzles one of them ones you have to smash in with your fist to make it fit <laughs> just your article makes it like that fine <laughs> Uh, no, no, seriously, write it. Uh, oh, okay. Buddy, you wrote something for it, didn't you? Yeah, my first one got rejected after six months after I wrote it the first time. It was too mental. <laughs> it was something about, what was it? About, we published it on the website, right? Yeah, I, I published it because I was just like, this has to be seen. <laughs> I put too much effort into it for it just to disappear in your e- in, in your inbox. I read I read it, to be honest, that's why it took so long, but I read it and um, I was like, "This it's funny, very funny, but I was just like, it's so out there. And you, you, you've got a, a penchant for surrealism. Yeah. But um, that was surreal. 
I thought I was on a trip. But it kind of worked. It was, I wrote it nine months ago, and it kind of st- it stood the test of time. That's what you wanted. I like the comments on. on what's it called? Tottenham Turfies. To- uh, Daniel Levy versus Tottenham Turfies. Yeah, yeah. It's on. It's on. The, it's not on the front page of the website. So. It, it got some really bad comments, <laughs> questioning what I've been smoking and stuff. It was out there. It was definitely out there. But anyway, yeah. So um, you wrote something else about Paul Allen, right? Yeah, me and Paul Allen. How he how he turned me towards Spurs. That's glorious. Um, it's the, the first fanzine still for sale. So if you do want to pick it up. Uh, do so when the second one comes out we'll be selling it for a quid so you might, you might want to wait till then uh, Ledley King's testimonial was announced last week yeah uh, it's about time it's weird how, how it took so long I mean he retired what two years ago yeah I think they waited for Levy's statement and they saw the shit storm it kicked up so they put the, they put the testimony <laughs> to kind of keep people calm yeah yeah keep the keep, keep the pros <laughs> like lock and key top trumps they've been holding this secret card just waiting for the morale yeah. to drop and then exactly. bang we got Lily King's testimonial <laughs> um, people were asking whether it would be an 1882 game but we just thought better of it I think the, the days about Ledley King obviously when 1882 go to a game it kind of divides opinion polarises fans a little bit yeah. um, we always get a little bit of stick and, and I just don't think that game is the right time to do it so we decided not to but still the atmosphere should be good testimonial is always uh, you know a lot of fun so uh, and, you know to, to celebrate and remember such a player as Ledley King can't go wrong, really. It's 20 quid, isn't it? What do you think would happen if Sol Campbell turned up and <laughs> Oh, Jesus. I'd, 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 I'd go home. I'd go home. <laughs> I would go home. I wouldn't give a fuck. It would, it would be just such won't, a... Just won't happen. Just won't happen. I'd just go home and just walk out, man. Fuck that shit. Um, who, will, who, who will play? Has anyone been confirmed? Sherwood. Is Sherwood going to play centre mid? Yeah. <laughs> Pulling pull the strings. Yeah, he'll insist on it. <laughs> Sherwood and Hoddle <laughs> in the middle of the park. Oh, Jesus. That would go down. Um, I, I reckon a, a flat back four of Ledley King, Kevin Scott, Dean Austin, and Justin Edinburgh. He didn't play with them, did he? Didn't no, play I, with... I don't know. I don't care. That's what it is. On his team, it's people he's played with. And I think the other team, the other team is current Spurs players. They'll probably just be a bunch of youth players. Yeah, right. Alan, uh, uh, Stephen Carr, Anthony Gardner, yeah. and he probably, probably play with Paolo Tram. Maybe not actually. No. Would, would it be Thurwell? Just put just put him in it. Put him left back. What's the Archer built Hinville? Oh yeah, Troy, Troy Archer built <laughs> Um, yeah, but uh, so there's, there's no 1882. But if you want to have a sing song, I mean, there, there'll be songs and stuff. And but uh, buying block 35 if you want to. Um, that's where we'll be. Except T because he's bought in another block. Yeah. Fuck that shit. <laughs> you sick of it? Yeah. I'm done with that shit. Can't sing it in my fucking ear. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, we've got an 1882 coming up. We thought we thought the Arsenal game would be the last one, but um, the Man United game at White Hart Lane on the 14th of April. That's next Monday. Yes, Monday. So. Um, yeah, come along. Tickets are £3 as usual. Um, it's the same deal with the Arsenal game. Ring up the ticket office, select option two, and ask for block 16. We've got about 300 tickets, but we bought some tickets today, yeah. and it's down to row 11 already. Yeah. Um, so I'd imagine that's about 100 tickets sold. Or so. so if you really want to come to the game, get, get a ticket as soon as you hear this, basically, because it'll we'll probably sell out the old block. And it'll be a laugh, as it always is. It's always good fun. Andrew um, Called me today. If, if, if new new listeners to the podcast don't know Engineer How, how do you describe him? He used to he used to engineer the podcast and still edits and sorts the sound out for us now. But um, he used to be a bit of a 
a maverick, a cult hero. Of the yeah, he doesn't. He, he loves. He, I mean, he supports Spurs, but he's not really into football. And he'd just come on and talk loads of um, crazy stuff, do magic tricks. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Was it a tongue? Yeah, he, st- he stuck a pen through his tongue, or, or apparently. Yeah. Um, you can still see that on our YouTube account, actually. Yeah, probably. Can, yeah. Uh, anyway, he's got. He's doing live poetry and spoken word stuff in Brighton, and he's posting his videos up on his Facebook account. Uh, it's facebook.com forward slash engineer Al. Uh, check it out, support him. If you enjoy the fighting cock, it wouldn't be possible without him. So, And if you're in Brighton, you live around there, uh, he'll, he'll be posting out um, gigs he's doing. Uh, he's also rapping and releasing stuff as well. So get behind it and tweet him. It's at, at engineer Al 88, I think. Yeah, I think that's right. Or it might just be engineer Al. We follow him anyway. <laughs> Um, okay, let's move on to Sunderland. Let's let's do this. Why was it so easy? It wasn't to start off with, was it? It was a bit ominous. Like yet another beautifully Tottenham constructed, <clears throat> self destruct. You know, never read with Spurs, but we've got our our, our fists over the red button of of implosion. <laughs> and it's all like, oh, you know. What we're going to do here, lads? Uh, from a throw-in, it's like a poor, poor back pass to the keeper. He's under pressure, or well, not under pressure, but he's, he's passed back to the player was as shit as the pass he received. Yeah. Then it's cut across the penalty area, and you can just see it. You can see it like a uh, like a Greek opera. Mm. You know, it's going to fucking end with someone crying and. <laughs> Katamo of all the players like, what, to, what to te- score technique though. Oh, it was a great, it was a great finish. But Jesus, man! I mean, there's a clip. Come on, there's a clip doing around of Tarsin Fury punching himself in the face of, with an uppercut. Yeah, yeah, and that sums up our defence. It's mental, isn't it? I mean, it's the 18th um, goal scoring mistake yeah. that we've conceded. It's the this highest season. in the last five seasons, not just this season. In the last five, five seasons. <laughs> And it, I mean, you'd probably get maybe five or six in a season, <clears throat> probably on average. I don't know if that's a real stat, but you'd imagine so. It's because it's there's, a- there's no fear. We don't have the fear about us in terms of uh, uh, of focus and concentration and and some ilk of togetherness at the back as as a as a unit. Do you know what I mean? If you're if you're just a little bit, it's like if you're at a bar and you, and you see a fit bird and you think I'm going to go and chat her up. If your approach, if there's even if, just a little stutter with just a physical defect, like if you if you're not a physical de- defect, but like your the bottom lip starts to shiver a little bit, yeah, yeah, quiver you're done. a little bit, you're done. but you're done. If you go up, then you, and you like you got dry mouth and like you 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 sort of swallow before you say like your chap line. Yeah, yeah. If you finish, where you get the fuck. How'd you do it? Huh? How'd you do it when you approach the bird? Caveman approach. <laughs> Knock him <laughs> out, <laughs> over the shoulder, <laughs> oh, yeah. dragged out by the air. Yep. But it's like what Spooky says. I don't know, in defence, we've become like a really bad poker player. We've got these tails, and you can just see these little <laughs> vibrations, this little movement in the eyes. You're like, uh-oh, something really bad is going to happen. And you could see from the throw-in and then the whole body shape. You could tell something really bad was going to happen. Why don't they just smash it out? I mean, this building from the back is good in certain circumstances. And if you're Barcelona... I don't even <clears> think <throat> it's that, Flav, man. I just think it's... They're playing tactics to, build, to pass out. I think it's a mental thing. I think it's they're half-switched off at the minute. And it's because they're half-switched off... I mean, I don't know what, what players daydream about when they're out on the pitch. They shouldn't fucking daydream about anything. But it's like a simple pass, you, you need to be 100%. Even if it's a sideways sideways pass to someone five metres away, you, you, you know you're going you're gonna to deliver that ball. It's a natural thing. With, with us, it just looks like... Like, what, how can I do, what can I do to fuck this up? And they fuck it up. 
But well, one nil down against Sunderland at home. A lot of the time we'd do these errors, but I'd always, either the keeper would save it or someone would get lost, it's challenging, it would just go away. So we'd always say, when you play against a better team, you know, we'll have more concentration, more focus. But this season's like, it's any team, yeah. we'll just we'll just start fucking about. I and mean, we've actually got our, we haven't got a bad defensive record apart from those games we took an absolute hammer. Well, yeah. Clean sheets, we're, we're up there, aren't we? Yeah. I just don't understand. <laughs> Does that not prove stats are just a load of bollocks when we've got like the third or fourth best away record? Yeah, them, and yeah. like, oh, it's just crazy. None of it makes sense. Uh, that, 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 although the ball across from Tariches was awful, he did come on to have a, a good game, and especially when he got the ball at the back and he's strolling up the pitch. He said, Tariches. What is this abomination? I'm confused. Is this the Quavers thing again? Windy wanted has come up with this song. Uh, this super uh, super Vlad Tereche song because yeah. he hasn't got a name he hasn't got a song, song and uh, he deserves one and we, we thought that was pretty funny but he's been going on he's banging on on the WhatsApp group yeah every single I think he's got it cop- I think he's got it saving his notes yeah, yeah. copy paste copy paste <laughs> uh, but yeah, as, as far as songs go for players that's not a bad one um, so what do you think of Danny Rose I thought he was good I thought he was. <laughs> what was it? I, I got I, I got some pelters on Twitter for saying he had a good fight. I think you, you did drink quite a yeah, bit before the game, didn't you? Yeah. Was he awful? It just he was Danny Rose, wasn't he? Just no discipline. Well, um, apart from that one ball where he smashed it across and it went out for throw, which was awful. But he, he put in some good good balls. He didn't lose. Well, well, someone actually tweeted us, and this is what they had to say. Oh, yeah. I want to put Fanny Rose. Up against a wall and throw what's it at him until he dies. <laughs> I hate him that much. So um, he said this, and I must have said, "Oh, I don't know." I was already cracking up. He said, "I don't want to waste monster munching him. I'd rather just throw what's it." Some Johnny Sesh on Twitter, and I just thought that just sounded. He's a funny geezer. It's just so frustrating, though. Funny Rose. <laughs> it's just class. Just classic schoolboy. But um, look, as far as I, I think, if he hadn't had such a poor season, that performance wouldn't. I, I, I thought it was a tidy performance. I thought he did okay. I, I had no issues. First half, I thought he was probably one of our better players. I genuinely did. I must have been watching something else. I thought he did well. And, uh, you know, I'm not scared to say it. And I called Vertonghen being a cunt before you lot did. But, but <laughs> the problem is, he, he does, doesn't do enough. He, he he's, a bit, he's pretty solid. He's, he, he's just a very average footballer. Yeah. And in that kind of position, you need him to offer us a little bit more, and he just doesn't do it. I insist that with coaching he can be fixed. We can fix him. He can be fixed, but he should not be the first choice left. Back. Yeah, definitely not. And, and it's a good point, really, because Carl Walker got abuse last season, and I, I still think Carl Walker at times has these brain farts and, and and he does things that are just less so this season. Though. Very much so, and it kind of proves as well this impatience that we've got, where we make a decision about a player and say, right, he's rubbish, get him out of the club. I mean, Danny Rose gets gets. The type of abuse that only Spurs supporters can dish out to their own players, you know. I mean, the people say we're deluded. We're not. We're actually quite. We're, we're quite cuntish towards our own Lily White players. Do you know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. another club they'd make excuses for him, and I'm probably making an excuse for him now. I, I, I still have, still have him at the club. He's got a lot to learn, but he probably probably needs a world class fullback in front of him that he can learn from. Yeah, I, I, do you know I what I mean? And it's just and 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 this error which we might go into this Ericsson on the left thing, where Ericsson doesn't really defend that flank when he's 
off. He can't defend. Well, no, exactly. Shouldn't we really be playing him? That's another conversation. Well, the, the thing is, I, I think I just mentioned it. it's a specialised position. It takes time to learn it. If you look at that, the best left back, the best English left back at the moment is Leighton Baines, and he didn't he didn't emerge as like an outstanding international until he was what 20, 28, 29. Mm, yeah. It takes time to learn it. Unless you, unless you could see, you could see the class he was there. Even but at as a Wigan, young player. at Wigan, really? What, yes. about, what about Luke Shaw then? Ashley Cole. Luke Shaw, you got you got exceptions to the rule. Luke Shaw, I'm not saying Luke Shaw is like Maldini, Gareth Bale. <laughs> but Luke Shaw, Maldini, players like these, they are natural left backs who are just born great. No, you do have to learn. There's a position you've got you, to learn. You've got the to best learn. ones are, are in the later twenties. I too. Yeah. I don't want him to learn. He, he can learn in the reserves. He can that's learn. What, that's what we're saying here. Yeah. It's not, it should be first choice. It's yeah. a better left back come in, but I don't think it should be sold. Well, we, I mean, the thing is, to defend the club, we didn't have any money to spend in the summer on fullback. <laughs> so, like, do you know what I mean? We're hands tied. Can we so talk are about you some flab in a parallel universe? <laughs> <laughs> so, some of the, uh, some of, um, let's fuck actually all this negative shit and all that with the players that were shit. Let's yeah, that's them. the one nil. Get rid of the one nil. It was one one. Yeah, it was five 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 one. We beat them, man. I know they were terrible. Um, and this is sound like we're kind of making excuses for um, for Sunderland's capitulation and our, our well well. Yeah, you said you had a theory about why they were. Well, it was just the, the it's so not easy. a theory. It's just a fact. Is that their <coughs> formation was the the craziest formation I've ever seen. It was the harking back to Hoddle it, when he played three centre backs and two wing backs. That did, but the the wing backs weren't wing backs. They were playing as full backs because they couldn't get out of their their half. So they had this. They had a, a, a perfectly flat. Back yeah, five yeah. and three in midfield that were yeah. getting run ragged by our five in midfield. Because when I saw our lineup, I don't know if any of you guys thought, "Where's the bite in in that midfield? Who's going to be tackling the ball?" And then obviously, I wasn't worried about that. At no, all. Well, the thing is, you you worry because Spurs make you worry at the minute. You know, regardless of who Shield selects, you think, you know, what kind of game is this going to be? But yeah. yeah, it transpired pretty quickly that Sunderland were going to fall apart if we got got back in the game. Just and had so much space, so much space. Like Lerickson must have thought, what, what is this? Some sort of Sunday league outfit? I've got. <laughs> he, he, there were times he got the ball, and there was literally not a player near yeah. him in a fifteen foot radius. And and he can't. He he, he looked amazing, Eriksson, because he had the time to deliver yeah, the balls. Yeah, and, so you're right. And a footballer of his talent. If you give him time, he's going to pick any passes he wants. And the two crosses for both goals oh, were delicious, didn't it? They, they couldn't defend against them. Um, the Adibayor goal he scored off his cock, and the uh, obviously uh, Harry Kane. Well, one thing I'll give Tim Sherrod credit for is Barnes. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, shh, shh. <laughs> this discussion too. Go on, Lombardi, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> well, what you got to give him credit for is that if he plays against the weaker teams at home, he picks a team to smash them. Yeah, and yeah, by and by and large, we do come out on top against these teams. I mean, there's a stat I saw yesterday on Sky that since November we've got we'd be above Arsenal as a point accrued in that time. Yeah. Obviously, AVB was um, employed for a month at that time, but mm. that shows that when we play against the bottom half teams, not which aside, we we swap them aside. Yeah. So um, I think yesterday bore that out. Well, I, I think that that the, the performance and the um, and the scoreline. Uh, was about what you'd expect given the way Sunderland set up any manager worth his salt with the players that we had on our team and how bad they were we, we should have beat them in the manner that we did I remember, so, I remember Navy B used to put um, Livermore and um, was it Sanjo mm. against that cannon fodder at home yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no, yeah, no, I'm not saying that, that AVB would have done it any better. It probably would have been a much more pedestrian performance as, as we kind of expected under him. And, and 
was normal for him to to see. But um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, Eric Ericsson on the left. Yeah, there's 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 always these discussions about um, people argued over the fact that he should be a number ten. He should be cent- he should be central all the time. He doesn't work on the left. Well, he does work on the left because he's a quality player. And if he's going forward with the ball, he's going to have the same kind of vision and and and, and craft that you would have if he was in the middle. Uh, much like Modric played out on the left for a long time, and he, you know he was effective. But he came into, I mean, he defined himself as a player when he played midfield and he played deep. Yeah, and he be, he just became the the, the nucleus of, of of our sides. Do you know what I mean? He everything came from him. I think that's where Eriksson, was a more tactically astute coach. If he shifted into the middle, if he shifted behind the forward or as a number ten, I think he's going to blossom. And especially when he's got better players around him, when he's got players around him that know their position, know their responsibilities. I think at the minute, you look at Spurs, you look at the fullback positions, and you're like, you know, you look, you look at the fact that we don't really have wingers. I mean, I don't know. You know, I'm one of these people that doesn't really slag off Lennon, but I find it quite difficult to define him as a player. At the minute, I don't know what it is he does. I mean, yeah, he bites at people's ankles. He defensively, he does quite a lot of work. But what what, what is his role? He's, he's not really a winger. He's not really an inside forward. Well, he, he, so he's, there's no balance to. In the to, first half, he wasn't playing wide at all. He was almost. It was very narrow. We, we, we I mean, I'm guessing that because we had so much possession yeah. and Norton was wide, that Lennon was cutting in. But there was a number of times where I was expecting to see Lennon make runs down that, that wing for Norton and he just wasn't there. He's inside, almost like an inside right. He's completely lost his direction. He, he seems to have lost complete confidence in his own... He's never had a great deal of ability, but what he's always had is the, the ability to run around the outside of a play. He doesn't seem to have that confidence anymore. I don't know whether he's got too big or because he's looking a lot more muscular than he did. Maybe he's lost some pace. I think he's definitely lost some pace and he's, I think his confidence is shot. I, 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 he's just play, looking as a, a, like the kind of player that he's just waiting for an, an excellent performance that just isn't coming. Um, I think he put he got he got to the byline three or four times and he put one decent ball in um, and the others just hit hit defenders and went out. <clears throat> I think yesterday was encouraging in that he didn't hide and he did. It wasn't for the want of trying that he had a bad game. I mean. I don't against, think, against, yeah. Liverpool, against Liverpool and other games, it's just been anonymous and like he didn't want to be there, mm. running away from the ball as Wendy likes to say. But yesterday, I thought he was at least trying to make something happen, but he was shit at doing it. But is he tried yeah, to yeah. No, force, force stuff? Um, Harry Kane's first Premier. I was surprised when I heard that it's his first Premier League start. I presume that he, yeah. he, he, he had started because he's been in and around the first yeah, team. Yeah, he's subbed all season. Subbed on. Yeah, but um, I thought he had an excellent game. Yeah, he played really well and. Uh, did all he, right. He had more than I thought he did. <coughs> he, he had the most amount of shots apart from Andrews Townsend. He had eight shots. In, in, in the game? Yesterday, yeah. He would have had a, a second if that yeah. ball didn't trickle yeah. like, towards the line. And just yeah. sort of... Would you reckon he was going in? He was going in. Yeah. Adebayo uh, should have let it go. No, I think a defender on. would have got to it. That's why I... That's why he when could you have just it. held off the defender. Obstruction. If he had done that... <laughs> imagine if he had done that and then we hadn't scored. Is that fucking dog's abuse? Just get it in the net. I don't give a shit. Um, and uh, yeah, but he, he kind of even when he took that nasty bang on the head, he kind of didn't shirk away. He still you, got involved. He looked like a pint of Hogarden with that bandage. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, yeah, he had an excellent game. Looked his feet looked good. Um, that that bit of skill where he took it down and ran into the box. I think that was for our. our he, it wasn't his. It was the Adibayo goal. I think. 
Yeah. Um, or oh, no, that was it, the penalty. The penalty claim. That he should have had a penalty yeah, as well. Yeah. Um I, I thought he did enough excellent. I thought he did enough to maybe guarantee third striker slot for next season. I think he, he, he offered us enough and if we if one of Adab- if Adabayor goes and we sign another class striker, I think Harry Kane deserves number third slot, the third striker. The situation ready by because I thought he was brilliant again yesterday, especially when he dropped deep and picked the ball up in midfield, kept hold of, kept the pace moving, ball was rolling. But what's the situation with him? Is it that he's got one more year left on his contract, but, but Man City have stopped his well, contributions? Well, Man City pay a percentage of it, a fair chunk of it. It's meant to end for next season. Or meant to end at the end of this season. So next season we're meant to cover 100 percent of his wages. But there, there might be something in the contract saying that he, he takes a pay cut. Do you know what I mean? I mean, how old is he now? He's 30 now. You know, I mean, if he goes somewhere else, he's not going <coughs> to earn the money that he's on that, that he's getting from Spurs we, and from City. Unless he goes Turkey. So, yeah, un- yeah, unless, yeah, unless he goes that. somewhere and he, and he gets Galatasaray. Like right, then, then he after after the game, he was quite. Um, he spoke really well, but I just don't see him going to Turkey because when you go to Turkey, you're kind of admitting that your career is over. Yeah. And the way he spoke, it looked like he's still hungry and he still actually wants to prove something. I think if we bring in a, if whoever replaces Sherwood is going to be a big thing because you're going to see. This season completely forgotten in a blink of an eye because that's what we do anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I still think it's a massive mercenary and he would go Turkey. He'd go anywhere where the money is. He always talks yeah. about him not, not well, willing to take a pay cut in, in any circumstances. But it does. Oh, has ma- he said that? <coughs> yeah, I think that's my theory. You should have yeah, yeah. just interrupted well, me, well, mate. No, if there's a clause in his contract that says that he has to, that's a different Can thing. Can you imagine Levy saying, well, actually, no, there wouldn't be a clause in the contract because if his contract actually ends. Yeah, that's something completely different. Yeah, I, I can't see how we can keep him. No, really. if, he, if he ends, then he, then he's uh, he's walking. He's thirty years old. Um, if he has a year left on his contract, then his, his value will quickly, you know, but diminish. Then, we could probably still get fifteen million for him now. But you need someone to pay fifteen million for him. And I don't, need, think, I don't think you see fifteen. I don't, I don't reckon it'd be fifteen million. No, no chance. But then we leave pay. Him. Him with him. But what, why? <laughs> why wouldn't any 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 team Not bar fif- the, fifteen million? Well, if if he was at another club, I'd pay fifteen million for him to bring him to Spurs. We well, paid we paid twenty six million pound for Soldado. We paid thirty million for Lamella, and you wouldn't pay fifteen million for someone as good as. I'm Andy not Bar- saying he's not worth that. Right, it sounds like that's what that. you're saying, Spooky. I'm just not. You got an issue with him? What's your issue with him? You got some ITK. One of your no, family no, members. No. You don't like him. <laughs> Did he mug you when he was a teenager? No, shut the fuck up, whoa, man. Whoa, whoa. <coughs> I'm like just saying. For, for our best player this year, you've got you've got some sort of bone to quit with a year left on his contract. If anyone can leave again. No, you, you, I mean, it's not that he's not worth Fourteen and a half million. No, we'll take that. We'll take that. <laughs> it's just that his contract is such a huge chunk mm. of our wage bill. That he, and the fact that we he still has value now that Le- Levy will sell him. And you can understand it if, and it's a massive if, we can sign a player of similar ilk. And I'm thinking of one big forward. Quite a halt. Yep. Oh, <laughs> piggy! Piggy out. Piggy's at Tottenham. <laughs> Oh man, how good would it be to sign Lukaku? Fuck yeah. hey, not in a million years. If, if Everton if Everton get there, he'll probably sign for them. But and so he should. Oh, but Everton will get him fourth. And then we need wingers. We need people to cross the ball. No, we, we don't. We need, <laughs> we need Lukaku. That's all we need. We put Lukaku left back. What about fun. Balotelli? You kind of flip from him. I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take Balotelli as well. Balotelli, Lukaku, and Benteke, and Remy. 
and then and Remy and Michu and Boney and get them Boney. all in get them all buy them all yep. I can't wait for the summer I hope we, I hope we have another blitz <laughs> I hope we sign eight players eight players this eight, time eight, 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 eight. eight is the magic number <laughs> um, Sherwood's obviously the, the big announcement Oh, it wasn't an well, announcement. Wasn't announcement. It was like Sky, a, Sky understands. Sky understands, and, and and obviously you saw uh, Sherwood's kind of very coy post pre-match. Um, he he admitted it by not admitting right, it. Right, my worry. This is my worry. Right, is that he was so calm in that interview and 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 almost smirking at the questions that he's been offered a role in the club that's satisfactory to his desires, and there's only one role that he would go to. And oh for fuck's sake! I was going to say it's director of football or technical director, and Baldini would be gone, and he's going to be sitting up there with with Levy. I can see it. I so the guy, the, the guy that he, said he no looked, to Luis Suarez, he's going to be our director of football. He looked too too calm and too smug, too smug. Yeah. He knew something that that we didn't know, and that wasn't a matter. I mean, if it was hit, if I was in his position, I'd be fucking furious. What what good was this leakage coming from? And who and, and it wasn't even as oh well it came out of the club. It wasn't supposed to be come out. It was like, you know, we'll see how things go. We've got six games to play. And he was just too calm. And you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of very happy people on Twitter that Sherwood, that the fact that Sherwood isn't going to be there. But actually, my my gut feeling is that he is very much going to be at the club. I've actually got a question. Go on. Do you think he sniffs glue? <laughs> I saw because he has really red eyes. It's just yeah. a twitch and then the way he acts in the interviews. It's just like he's. <laughs> It's either that or he's got like a CNA bag over his head. He's just getting high off that shit, man. <laughs> I don't think any of those things are true. I reckon now because he's just some glue. <laughs> I reckon. Maybe, maybe a highlighter pen. Obviously, this is a joke. <laughs> don't see. Don't, don't, don't it's a football, seriously. I mean, the way I saw that interview was that he looks satisfied with the fact that he's getting some money out of his contract ending before the 18 months. Um, it kind of maybe even suggests that his relationship with Levy isn't as detached as we are led to believe because you know what it's like with our managers. They always talk as if they never even speak to the chairman, whereas it, it looks like he's given the opportunity, he tried too hard, he tried to fast track and leave every emotion of football managers meant to live over 10 years in like 20 games, 10 mm. games. And he's ballsed it up. His media handling is just like, yeah, you know, shut the fuck up, man. You don't need to talk will, about these type of things. It just, it literally, I mean, I, I actually wrote about this and said, don't read too much into the past tense of how he's attempting to articulate the fact that it's been an honour managing this club and he's talking about as if it's happened. He knows he's been told that he's, he's gone. And the way this leaked, supposedly, was because he potentially told Jamie Redknapp Jamie Redknapp works for Sky I mean I don't know if that's a stretch he appeared on Sky first Sky bit obviously probably had a, a, a few bit of money coming in and then it kind of breaks without ever breaking there's no official announcement Yeah. and then when Sherwood's approached he said I can't say anything now now there is a moment having flashed back because of what you said where he's when he says I can't say anything now where it's almost like don't you worry about me mate Yeah. Don't, and, and that and it's it's Trying to decipher that whether it's, you know, I'm going back to what I was doing with the youth team, yeah, or I've got a job, I'm going to Norwich, or do you know what I mean? Norwich is not a bad shout actually. I think he's going to go back to to his old job. But what really winds me up is that throughout the game, they kept saying no, Sherwood gives youth a chance. I mean, Ben Taleb's side, he's not blooded any players that no. any other manager wouldn't have blooded anyway. I think it's a bit of a fallacy. Um, to be honest. If uh, let's let's 
I, mean, I guess he's given Harry Kane a chance, so then he wouldn't have a. I, I think most managers. Yeah, but Defoe went, so if Defoe have gone, we're not buying a striker. Yeah, we've got I, no I, one I else. I don't think. I think most managers wouldn't would have would, yeah. would, wouldn't have played Harry Kane he last night. He didn't have to but, play Harry Kane, but he did, and it was the right decision. I think it was him smearing shit on the wall, putting Harry Kane in the first team, and besides, Soldado was injured anyway. So Do you remember, what those, did you remember have? those kids at school that wrote poo like. I don't know why I'm saying Ricky because Ricky talks about Paul, but someone writes their own name in their own poo on the wall. In, what? In, it's a sort of like, scum, says, isn't it? Ricky, Ricky was here. You're, you're fucking written it on your own shit. I've never, actually, I've, never, I've never seen it in my own eyes, but I've heard it. <laughs> it's like an urban myth. And people that poo on the, on the toilet seat. You know what? Why the fuck do people do that? Do you know what I've heard? Do you know what I've heard? They stand on the toilet seat, right? <laughs> and they shit. It's like some paratrooper type shit. <laughs> and... Obviously, they don't, they don't get it inside the bowl, and it just goes in the fucking seat. And I heard that, I thought... And I asked Ricky, Ricky, have you had it? Ricky says, um, yeah, I've done it myself. Yeah. <laughs> I broke the seat. Yeah. <laughs> I, was a, I was a manager in a restaurant, and um, one of the customers came up to me and said, you need to check out the toilets. So I walked into the toilets, and there was a massive turd on the, on the bowl, on the, on, on the actual seat. And obviously, and there was footprints either side of it. So obviously, <laughs> they, had no, they didn't want to put their ass on it. So they oh, perched, okay. and then they and got they the trajectory wrong. Why did they do that? Because they don't touch the toilets. Put, 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 tissue, put tissues down. Exactly. That's, that's, that's logical. Well, I felt like I should clean it up, but I didn't. Who I sent, did? I sent a waiter, one of them. Oh, Oh, fuck, you know, you got a manager. That's why he's manager. That's why he was manager. There's no delegation. And and it's not like picking up a dog poo. Listen, you get your whole whole hand around a human poo. Human poo smells as well. You really had your tissue, obviously, and you nudge it in. He he was quite he was a little Brazilian chap, Maurizio. <laughs> <laughs> he was happy to do it. <laughs> he didn't have any shifts for the next week, so I gave him this a couple of like David Brent kind of conversation. You know, the funny thing is he probably as soon as he goes back to work, he probably like rub Lombardi's back. My <laughs> 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 puts that in his face. Uh, what did he what's his name? Maurizio. Yeah, he wrote Maurizio was here on the floor. <laughs> um all right, let's talk less about shit and more about Sherwood. Hey! Uh, Segway. Let's, let's, let's talk about the positives of his reign, if there are any. Can we grasp any? I think the most obvious one is Adibayor, bringing him back into the four. Uh, he's... That... Yeah. That... The whole Adibayor thing, he was always going to be onto a winner because if you've if you got a player that's been held back for them, that amount of time. That player, regardless of the reason why he was out of the team and fell out with AVB, regardless of what Tim Sherwood says, that player's going to want to prove yeah. himself that he, you know what, I've got something to give you. So he's, that, that was always going to happen. He's been consistent throughout the whole... From when he's come in, he's played... He's been our best player. He's a player yeah, of the year. Which is, which is great on Adibayor in terms of him. Ill. Why? No, that that was my point. I think, you know, I don't want to take anything away from Shield. He played him. Yeah, that's that's it. It was really up to the player to then prove that that he's worth to the to the side. I think it was very. He's almost Machiavellian in putting Adibayor back in the team, and as much as Adibayor was very popular within the dressing room, Mm. the players all responded to him. And Adibayor was a captain without being captain. The dressing room, they responded to him on the pitch. Which is amazing when you think about it. Look look, look at the Soldado. He's supposed to be a mercenary. Look at the Soldado. Look at the Soldado goal. Look how he got everyone to celebrate with him. You know, every time every time he scores a goal, the players are all on him. And um, I really, really don't want Adibayor to go. I really want to see. I don't mind. He he wore that shirt. I I know. I know. He did the whole knee slider fight their fans, but. He loads yeah, yeah. of that stench. Of course, yeah, yeah. He stinks. He reeks of it. But he's um, he's just been invaluable. Who do you, who's your? I mean, we'll do it at the end of the season. But quickly, who's your kind of? Who, who do you like for 
the player of the year. This, this season is very bizarre because every other season you've got like three or four people in the frame. This season, I can't think struggle, of anyone. Struggle, man. Open. Well, we're not going to go in depth, but just who your feeling is at the moment because we're going to do it at the end of the well, season. There's only two people in it, and that's Ericsson and Andy Boyle, mm. really. It's Hugo, Hugo Lloris. I think he's had a bit of a mess. I think he's been personally responsible for five, maybe ten goals. Yeah, but no, come on. Out of the 200 we can see. Put the responsibility on the, on the four defenders in front of him half nah, the time. Exactly. Nah, putting it on him. Do you know he's been Look at him and a fucking penalty he's given away. He's been lucky not to be sent off about eight times. He's so exposed. The geezer's a fucking time. nutcase. Against I love him. What, what can he do? He'd be less of a nutcase. If it wasn't for Just him, kick the fucking been... ball out. Let's try and do all these... Look, Loris, I get it. I get you made a mistake by being a goalkeeper. I know you regret it, and I know you deep, deep down want to be a striker, right? But just boot the fucking ball up in the air. Just he get rid of it. Pick, can he? He's got no right foot. What, do you remember when he signed? Yeah, he's like a sweeper. He can pick, pick, yeah. pick out the midfield players. Yeah. What the he can't do any of that. Yeah. All he can do is run really fast. Mm-hmm. And that, ain't, that ain't the fucking only attribute you need for a goalkeeper. He's I, running fast. I think he needs it just for his mental health. Because did you see his face after the Liverpool game? <laughs> he was the saddest man on the planet. He's been exposed so many times. And he's, he's kept us in games. <clears throat> Even early season when we were winning one nils and stuff against Palace, the very first game of the did season. You, did you he's see, making saves all over the place. Did you see the... Uh, um, his face when he let and then Catamol got the goal with him and he's scrambling around just trying to get to the ball and he looked at him and he went I've done it again it wasn't his fault <laughs> he tried his best <laughs> come on he should have just kicked the fucker out you know the first cliched rule when you start playing tell me what it is if in doubt kick it out fucking you know so why doesn't he do they not have that in France you're so West Ham that is, even Bar- Brazil knows so about that West Ham it's the first fucking thing you learn just get the fucking thing he out he passed it to Vlad who's got, who's got two feet Vlad should have kicked it out in saying that I do think he's the best goalkeeper I've ever seen in a Spurs shirt that, that save he made against Liverpool when we were like 3-0 down and he could save against City as well yeah against Arsenal he made a great save from Mertesacker he, actually made, I would say there are games where Gomez was our best keeper I've ever seen. That's certainly that game against Arsenal. Arsenal. The saves he made were unbelievable. But Loris is, is class, and, and with with less, as you put mental. it, like mental, you know, erratic errors. In, in not just in, in his part but in, in defenders in front of him Loris is in that category of, of um, goalkeepers like Buffon and Courtois and Neuer that just make really difficult saves look simple mm. and whereas Gomez made um, difficult saves look really difficult uh, Loris is a bit more chilled out and he, he is the best goalkeeper I've seen OK that's it for the first half um, we've now got Windizzle yeah Windy you to draw the fucking knowledge blood. I see you I've got your back Hi, this is Windy, back again with a weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off the loanees as per usual, there were 90-minute shifts this week for Jake Livermore, Lewis Holtby, Benoit Asuokoto and Tom Carroll. Holtby and Carroll both got assists for their side. John O'Beeker was an 82nd-minute sub for Charlton as they lost 1-0 to Reading. Ryan Fredericks missed out for Millwall, although Alex Pritchard came back this week for Swindon. He came on at half-time as they lost 1-0 to Carlisle. Shaq Coulthurst received a standing ovation from the Torquay United fans. He was taken off on 84 minutes as they lost 1-0 to Scunthorpe. He played in the right of midfield for them. Thomas Lavkamelt wasn't involved for Royal Antwerp this week. Yago Falke played in Rayo Vallecano's 3-0 win over Celta Vigo. He got an assist for the first goal. 
And finally, Christian Sabaos plays 68 minutes for FC Aruca as they lost to Maritimo in the Portuguese Premier League. Moving on to the youth teams, the under-21s play at the Stadium of Light tonight, that's Monday night, with Cy Goddard and Anthony Georgiou promoted up from the under-18s for this one. Sunderland have a couple of experienced players in Saluska and Altidore playing. The under-18s beat Wolves 5-1 at Hotspur Way on Saturday morning. Anton Walks opened the scoring with Kyle Walker-Peters doubling the lead before Daniel Akindaini scored a perfect hat-trick, one with, his, one with his left, one with his right and one with his head. Chris Paul and Ryan Loft both made their debuts. They're both under-16 players. And John McDermott singled out Anton Walks and Lloyd Ross for praise after the game, saying, particularly since Christmas, those two have come on leaps and bounds. It's well worth checking out Ben Pierce's article for the Tottenham Journal last week on how Tim Sherwood's promotion hasn't harmed Tottenham's academy. He speaks to Sherwood and also John McDermott about the opportunities young players get to train with the full team. Sherwood saying, we've had seven or eight of the elite kids across and they've had the experience of training with the senior pros. But Dermot also talks specifically about Ruben Ramirez, talking about how he was released from Millwall, uh, how he's always been quite small and he's just growing into his body now, but they've got faith in his creativity. And he also speaks about the loan system and Shaq Cawther specifically at Torquay. That's it for this week, but if you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. It's second half of the Fighting Cock podcast. Ignore the children screaming in the background. It's nothing to do with us. Or Windy. Or Windy. Thank you, Windy, for your youth update once again. And players out on loan. Thank you, Windy. Cheers, Cheers mate. Um, the Fighting Cock is partnered with an organisation called Calm. It's called the Campaign Against Living Miserably. 12 men a day commit suicide. It's thought that it's because we don't talk about our problems. If you're feeling sad or low, talk to someone doesn't have to be someone you know, Calm have a helpline. It's open each day of the week from 5pm until midnight. The number is 0808-802-5858. The irony of this whole season and how um, confusing and, and odd it's been and, and the, the, the very kind of abject, empty, horrible feeling that we, well, most Spurs fans have inside them it's going to be tempered somewhat by the fact that we could have our record ever points total if we win our remaining five games. And yeah. if you look at them on paper, we could do that. I mean, we've got West Brom next away. We've got Fulham, Stoke, West Ham and Villa. All games that you'd expect to win. And it would be mental. Would that be 73? 76. Really? Have I got that wrong? If you, if you get 76 points, that's a Champions League spot. It might not be this season, but I think probably every season in the history of the Premier League has probably been a Champions League spot. It's, it's the Spurs way. It is the Spurs way. <laughs> the thing is, we've been saying all season the fact that we've always been like four points off the off <coughs> second place or five points adrift from Arsenal and you think these teams above us have been title challenging, supposedly. But it's just an illusion, isn't it? For you know, It's an illusion that, that things are supposedly that bad. They're not... Our expectations were so high, and it was warranted it was high, because we had a cracking season last year. We brought in these seven players, and you thought, we'd crack on again. Mm. And we're so disappointed by the abject failure of AVB and the way Levy's handled everything and, and Tim Sherwood, and that it seems ten times worse than it is. Which is why I keep saying, like a madman, next season's going to be fucking good. Because we'll be up there again. But it's just... It's, they're just it's man management. These fucking millionaire footballers, bit of a slap, 
around the face and they stop playing again. And we've still got an excellent squad with yeah. those seven players in their second but, season. Sorry, but just quickly, looking at that fixture list, West Brom, Fulham, Stoke, West Ham, Aston Villa, draw, win, loss, loss, win. <laughs> be, be, because we haven't we haven't got anything going for ourselves, you know what I mean? Because, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't. There's no system. There's no style. It's just like you know. Fuck off, we, we're gonna win every game. Get, get, we are gonna win all five games. Getting back to the spooky, like the spooky of ten <laughs> seconds ago, was quite positive. Before you tell me alone, he drops some DMT all of a sudden. <laughs> I put my hand up because I was like, yeah, spooky's being really positive. Because on <laughs> yesterday, I looked at the team and I was just like. Yeah, you know, new left back, put Carl Walker in there, get um, a, another centre midfielder, and that's a really good team. But that's what I was thinking. But mm. then Spooky went depressed, and I was just like, <laughs> he's right, we're fucked. Yeah, we are. We're fucked. I just, I just mean we're fucked for, for this season. You, you know, know, I'm not. I've got no expectations for these games. If we all, if we win all five <laughs> games and we finish in a Champions League spot, or God forbid, above you know who, mm. I mean, fuck me, that f- football is just uh, mental. Mental. Yeah, it's, it there's crazy. no. It's just chaos. That's why people love the game. You will get absolutely marmalised in the Champions League if you qualify. Don't be wrong. I love it. I enjoy it, but bloody hell, we would get absolutely totaled. No, no. the Champions League next Just season. for the theme music. Listen, <laughs> listen to the theme music. That's all I need. Listen, listen. With the right manager and a couple of signings, we'd be all right. We'll get out of the group stages. Look, listen to us. We're fucking. <laughs> we win one a week ago. We're after the Liverpool game, we were fucking <laughs> practically in tears, ready to noose ourselves up. And now we're like, maybe, just maybe, we might get out of the group stages uh, next year. I actually have a question. What was our last away goal? Holy shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> if I tell you, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Our last away goal. Was yes. it Newcastle? Do you actually know what it is? It was Newcastle. Newcastle. Holy shit. When Newcastle. was that? A couple Early of months fed. ago. Yeah. And the next game after that was Norwich. I think the Norwich game is going to be one that we're going to look at at the end of the season, I think, just if we just won that one fucking game. Yep. You know, because I mean, I said earlier on, Sherwood's normally very positive against these, um, against the lower half teams. Mm. That game, I believe Ericsson didn't play. No, he didn't play. Yeah, that's right, he was on the bench. And, you know, look what happened. That's the crazy thing. Win that game and, and, and get a bit of luck against the scum at home. Yeah. And suddenly... Well, it's always... Just, but, always no, but there's games we've won that we shouldn't have won, do you know what I mean? Without a doubt, you can't, you can't rewrite a football season based on ifs and buts, but... Had Jermaine Defoe got his toes to that cross against Man City (laughs) at the Eastlands, we would have won the league that season. I stand by that. You know what I mean? Everybody says that, and I believe it. I genuinely believe that was a defining moment. It was just, you know, he was born short. It's one of those things. You're talking about the echo of glory. If you could get a DeLorean and go back, you just make Defoe just run a little bit earlier, and he scores that. Change the history of of our club. West Brom next. They have drawn five of, the, five of their last six. They drew, we, we drew one all in our last game. They are, they are draw specialists, but we really, really, really have to win. Have no to fucking win. No pressure, Tottenham, man. Just go out there and play football. We probably, probably but I think, will. I think, Just don't think about it. Where are they in the league? Are they safe? They are. No. Yeah, they're safe based yeah. on who, who's down in the bottom three at the minute, I reckon. Yeah, I think that's getting safe. out. But um, but there's, there's a lot of turmoil inside their club as well. You have got the 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 geezer Pepe Mel. Pepe Mel. Pe- Pepe Mel. We're talking about the the Bar- young Barinio had a fight with um. No, uh, Morrison. It's all good. James Morrison. It's all good. Let let him fight. But I'm, I'm a quite I quite like Pepe Mel. 
He's a bit of a fixer-upper of clubs, though, isn't mm-hmm. he? What's his background? He came from Betis. He was a player, I think, for Betis. Yeah, and he was, he, yeah. He saved them from relegation. Uh, he got him into, um, I think he got him into Europa League last season. Yeah, he did. And, but he had a his first, his first manager? No, was... his first managerial job. I think he, I think he inherited Rafa Benitez's as his job at Tenerife. I might have that wrong. Right. Yeah, I, might have, I might have the club name wrong. But basically, he got, he got sacked from his first job. But he yeah. was a Betis player and they appointed him. And it went, it went pretty well, but he had a clause in well, his contract that if he lost five <coughs> games in a row, they could sack him, and they sacked him. It's, Fuck me! But the, the fans rioted against his, um, against his sacking. Really? It's, it's very odd that West Brom hired him, and as much as I said one, he's someone who's a bit of a fixer-upper. Mm. He keeps clubs in the division, but doesn't, doesn't exactly play good football, doesn't try and, you know, push them on to the next level, because West Brom, they're very well-run. Mm. They don't spend shitloads of money, but they're generally very... They're very much a solvent club, so I thought they'd have gone for someone maybe a bit more progressive than, than Pepe Mel. And they've, they've lost, I mean, in in the last season, they've lost Lukaku and Shane Long. So who leads their line now? It was an each of you, but I think he's gone, but I think he's got, um, Vidra. I think he was Yeah, yeah the geezer from Watford. From Watford, yeah. Well, that settles it then. We're going to win. Sessing on his own. Yeah. <laughs> That's three points. So we only need to win the four that follow that, and we're sorted. I, I think we'll we'll, we'll win. I, I, I think we'll beat them. The West Ham game is the only one that I think. Maybe I think the rest of them we can get. I got, I got West Ham's the one with the occasion in it, where, where you have to play and there's, you know what they're like. They can't you... do the treble over us this season. Oh, Don't no, say that. Now that you said it, I yeah. can tell this like non-event of a story. I, I had to get a cab. Uh, uh, anyway, so I get the cab and he drops me off and he's a pleasant enough bloke. He, he's banging on about how. He's been driving for like 14 hours, like early shift, and he drops me off. And just as I was getting out of the car, I paid him, he, he just mentions football quite randomly. And I said, and he goes, right, do you follow, do you support? Uh, and I go, yeah, yeah, no, I, I like football, but actually, well, I support Tottenham, so I don't know if that counts. And he, and he goes, I'm a Tottenham supporter, so naturally I get back in the cab. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tell we, them who you are? No, nah, nah. men like that don't want to know about internet. Warriors, Kiwi <laughs> Warriors. So um, we we have this like conversation about Spurs, and he said he had a bunch of uh, West Ham supporters in his in his cab like a, a week or so ago, and and they were like really sort of like taking a piss out of him. And he goes, "Do you not know, right, that you are so shit?" So he's kind of turning around. You're so shit, West Ham is so fucking shit, and yet you've beaten Tottenham twice this season, and you might beat us for a third time. Put you know your feet in my shoes. How do I feel? The fact that we've been dicked, that we must be so <laughs> you. fucking bad that we've been dicked by you lot, outclass, 3 0, knocked out the cup. Like, it's just, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. And, and, you, and you sense because of that, they'd be well up for that. Yeah, of course. On the level where it's, for them, that game is. Cup final, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's a cliche, but it's true. They will fucking. Because this, their players will want to perform for their supporters. Whereas our players are probably thinking at that point. Where am I going but this there, summer? There, there's parallels between that and Arsenal and Spurs over the last t- 20 years in the fact that they've always been that kind of looking down at us like we don't matter. Well, they were looking across to Man United all the time, weren't they? Exactly. They weren't that bothered about and us. And we did the same thing again, uh, with, with them. 
But I think the gap between um, Arsenal and Tottenham was smaller. It's always been smaller than the gap between Tottenham and West Ham. Like West Ham have been relegated a couple of times. We have we've never yeah. been relegated. I love so it when they go down. There was a, there was never that massive gap between them. And the rivalry is, is between Spurs and Arsenal is probably the greatest footballing rivalry because it's got nothing to do with uh, class, uh, religion, culture. Whatever it's to do with fucking football. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're and West tra- Ham, they're travellers, so it does a little bit. Yeah, yeah. there is poli- <laughs> there is politics involved. No, no, no actually, I don't think might... you understand the rivalry quite. No, no. Well, then <laughs> it's about football. But when when you got back in the cab, did you still have the meter running? Is this like a big ploy just to get more money? He's like, oh, just Spurs, you say? Let me sit down. He drive around the block. He's probably an Arsenal fan in an hour after, isn't he? You know what I mean? He did support. I like them too. That's everyone. So predictions for West Brom? Three-one Tottenham. Three-one Tottenham. Sweet. See, we think we think alike. I, um, I don't like predicting. Um, but yeah, I'm asking you to. <laughs> two one Spurs. Fuck. Uh, I'll say two nil Spurs. Not five nil. Nah, not this time. I said five three. Yeah, I did a five one. I did a sensible one five five uh, four nil this week, and I was more or less right. Four nil. Four goal deficit. Got, yeah, deficit. Um, okay, so we've got a question from Callum Haynes on Facebook. He said, "What are your opinions on the news that Spurs may have to spend a season playing at Wembley or, oh God, Stadium MK, whilst a new ground is being built?" Well, this this is um, this is different to the original plan. Although I don't think any of the original plans uh, exist really anymore. exist anymore. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think the original plan was that we'd have uh, one stand closed at White Hart Lane build a new stadium around it and then kind of like move in and, and, and whatever else but I think to fast track it because I know a lot of people believe that Levy is not going to build this stadium but all the sounds coming out of Harry and Gay and, 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 and other little snippets of news that are, are breaking to do with Archway and the fact they're the only remaining business left to kind of deal with and the fact that uh, the Mayor of London is putting a lot of pressure on everyone to get it done because they want to regenerate Tottenham. It sounds like this is, this will happen. How can it not happen? Yeah. I mean, for a start, it's, it's it's the next step. It's so if fast tracking, it means going away for a season. Fair enough. It's not like moving to Stratford. No, but but yeah. yeah, come on for fuck's sake! I know business consumes football and is prioritised above football. To help football, but still, Upton Park. Can you imagine Tottenham supporters? I well, it's go. not. It's not. I wouldn't go. No, I, I, I mean, I, I don't think I'd go either. But, that fucking stadium. But it's not. That isn't going to happen. It's already. It's already not going to happen. It's already. Well, we put a bid in and it was rejected. So that the yeah, fact that we put a bid in though, it's, it's, yeah, no, it's not. It's the category. We we tried to buy it and uh, or we tried to buy the land, and it was it was really. How can anyone suck leave his board and he fucking put a bid in for Upton? This is what I mean. He's only. He's only interested in in the uh, the business side of it, and he will do anything. He tried to move us to Stratford. He can know what he's like. He's there about the financial, what is most sensible. And I guess, uh, uh, given the fact the way football is these days, can we tie I'm, I'm, this? And I'm wearing my against modern football T-shirt as I say. Yeah, this, I quite like that. But um, you know, he he makes sensible business decisions. He doesn't let emotion get in the way. Do you want to say something? No, I was just going to say, am I, were you going to put something on this running order about the, the state, the Levy statement? Because was, this kind was, of ties that's, in. That's yeah. what, what I put it there. Um, um, the Sherwood announcement kind of... Yeah, it kind of knocks you off before, the perch. Before we move on, sure. the worst thing 
would be um, MK because of everything that that is wrong with MK Dons. Actually, that, I'm not called, calling them that. I'm calling them Milton Keynes because um, to, to play in that game, the, the the symbolism behind that and the history of that football club is so rank. It's so disgusting, and everybody associated with that football cunt, uh, football cunt. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. It, it needs to look at themselves in the face. And I'm thinking about Mick Harford and fucking Ian Wright. These are old school footballers when football wasn't as rotten as it is now, and they're spitting in the face of the traditions of the game. I think it's absolutely fucking what disgusting. What have they done? They they're employed by the club. Why? How? What? Ian Wright's a coach there. What? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he is anymore, but he, he, he's definitely a coach. He was a coach there, and Mick Harford was—I don't know if he was manager or, or assistant manager—and it's just—it's just fucking disgusting. You saw uh, when Wolves uh, Wolves played that they took nine thousand to MK Dons, and obviously AFC when they played there. Um, it's just—it's all wrong, and for us to play in that stadium would be an absolute travesty. I would, I would, I wouldn't accept playing in Milton Keynes, but. One season at Wembley, I would accept one season at Wembley in order to build a new ground next to White That's Hart Lane. That's the best alternative. That's what it comes down to. I don't want to move away from White Hart Lane, but if we have to spend, what, when it comes down to it, a season is how many home games? It's like what? Nine, including, two, well, probably 25. Including Cup and Europa League yeah. and that kind of shit. It's 25 games. At least. 25 games at Wembley to have a brand new stadium at White Hart Lane. I'll take it. I'm not even that bothered about a new stadium at White Hart Lane, to be honest. I quite like our current stadium. I, I would like to go to a stadium where you can get served at half-time. You can get served and have a piss. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true, but you can do that in a pub. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but you're at the stadium. That's true. Uh, okay, what you, uh, do you, what well, you say about well, the statement, the uh, Le- Levy statement? Yeah, the Levy statement was predominantly about the stadium move, and a lot of people saying great timing. Of, there was uh, a lot of nothing in that, that it, statement. Well, there wasn't... It was literally nothing had moved on. There's still businesses that are in the way, houses yeah. and properties that we haven't got. It's, there's nothing that's happened, really. I'm sure there have been small developments here and there that are not worth writing about, yes, but it, it literally seems like, apart from building Sainsbury's and levelling that ground, it, not much else has happened, really. I'm not massively pro Levy, as you know, yeah. but when he says fuck all, he gets grief. Mm. When he says something, which was, as you guys said, of nothing, he's still getting grief. I just think, well, but he can't really win. I didn't read the, I didn't read the whole well, statement. Look, look so. the fact that he said what he said, he's now set expectations. You know, if you want to believe this wasn't deflection to kind of get us thinking, because... Um, Ledley King testimony as well people saying oh well that, that came out of the blue like we said is that coming out of the blue now because he's kept it yeah. I mean come on look <laughs> the guy isn't the most emotive when it comes to football but there's not a conspiracy in absolutely everything that he does fair enough 99% but I think on this occasion he's, he's saying he's, he's saying this is where we're at you know the fact there are rumours outside of Tottenham about us looking for a stadium would suggest Something's going to happen soon, and he's given the date, 2017. Yeah. So he's set an expectation there. If it's bullshit, then he's got no way of getting out of it. Just wait a year to see if any, if a brick's been laid and, and cemented, and, and then, do you know what I mean? Then you can have a go at him. Mm. What do you think about uh, you know what? How how do you think it's going to feel to sit in a new stadium? I mean, it's great that it's going to be in White Hart Lane and in Tottenham, given everything that's happened with the uh, Stratford proposals but what do you reckon it'll be like going to watch Spurs do you think it'll take a while to get used to it'll yeah, be it okay in the, in, in the long run yeah, it will take a while to get used to um, I mean the stuff that I mean the stuff that some fans are playing about about you know not getting a drink and whatnot. I mean 
That was a proper mug off that was <laughs> I, I ain't even gonna fucking recognise what you said. I'm, I'm not gonna say your name, motherfucker. I'm gonna class you in a group of fans that doesn't it doesn't exist. I don't know about you guys, but have you ever been to watch Tottenham on your own? It is impossible to, at half time to stay up until half time whistle and then oh, you have can't, a piss yeah. you and got, have a beer. Yeah, you can't you, do it. You no, gotta you go early, I go man. quite a lot on or my later. own just just to get away from everything. Just go watch football and it's impossible to go to not miss any of the game and get a beer and have a piss. What was you gonna say to you? I don't know, man. I normally come back. I normally, I normally come back after about an hour anyway. You know, I have a, I have a beer for 20 minutes and come back at the hour mark. That's, that's just what I do. You've got a TV in the concourse anyway. So you can watch the game from the, from the concourse. But um, as for a new stadium, it will take a while to get to get used to. Um, it's a necessary evil. We're not going to stay... The stadium most days it is forever. And, um, it has to happen, doesn't it? I guess it? there will be little mod comms like, you know, hopefully getting a beer and a bit of legroom. Is the cop still a part of the plan? Well, we don't know because we, we've not seen. All we know is that they, they, there was a new architect. Yeah, they changed arch- the interior. Yeah, um, but there's no I, plans. I, I, I would imagine they will keep to the original plan, which was to have it as a very traditional styled new stadium. So, in other words, rather than these arenas where you feel completely detached from the the pitch, that it feels closed in. So, you know, do you know what I mean? To get that kind of be- the best ground I had. Certainly, a modern stadium. I, I, I don't know how modern the actual stadium is. Actually, how recently it was built, but certainly inside felt very, very new. Um, and it had that very enclosed on top of the pitch, and that was uh, the Bernabeu. When I, I went in there, and I, I walked in, and I was like, I, I don't really care that much for stadiums. I don't get that feeling. Apart from Spurs, I don't walk in and think this is amazing. And I did when I walked in there. I was like, this is fucking incredible. Look at this stadium. And it's just, it was all steeped on the pitch. And everyone, you can't do anything else. Other, when you go into Bernabeu, you can't do anything else but look at the pitch. Because it's just, you're just drawn to it. The way the stadium was mm. built. It's a beautiful stadium. And anything similar to that would be would be amazing. What's your favourite away ground? Um, Obviously, it's the Bernabeu, you just said it. That, in terms of the stadium, that was my favourite. I always liked uh, Selhurst Park when I was I've growing up. I've never been. Villa Park for some reason I don't know why yeah, there's something about that yeah. I used to like um, the old Coventry Stadium I went to uni in Coventry and I lived just around the road from it um, down the Highfield Road that yeah, was I've been old there. school then I, really I saw Spurs beat, uh, beat them 4-0 there Barnby sharing them it was the season before Klingsman joined Jesus Christ 4-0 away to Coventry yeah, yeah fuck it was glorious. fun times but the uh, yeah no, the, why I love Selhurst Park so much it wasn't because when we played uh, Palace uh, for those that don't know they used to ground share with Wimbledon when Plough Lane got closed uh, Wimbledon played there for about five or six seasons maybe even been more I think Charlton played there too didn't they did they really I mm-hmm. don't know but the um, but Sp- Wimbledon obviously had never been a well followed club they they used to take, bring maybe 4,000 4,000 5,000 to their home games and they would open the other tiers the the, 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 the the three other sides to the away support and Spurs being the kind of club we are we used to fill the entire three sides and it would be like going to a home game I remember being very young and uh, going to that and looking around and going this is the bollocks we've just t- taken over completely and that was Wimbledon's home games and that was like that for, for years it was fantastic I remember that vividly um yeah, what about your favourite? You said Highfield Road. Road. What would you say, T? I like Fulham. Do you? It's just fun. It's, just fun. it's, not, it's not necessarily a nice day, Dim. It's just... Um, nice day out, isn't it? It's a it's nice, a nice away, day out. And, I always have, and, the, and the fans always... 
Every game I've been to, there, the fans are always in good voice. Mm. It costs a lot for what it is, but that's probably the one I, I enjoy the most. If you sit with a home crowd on the riverside, it's actually quite nice. If it's a nice afternoon, you go yeah. out and you can have a beer right next to the Thames, you're open air. Have, have really a bit nice. of Pims. Yeah. <laughs> and a bit of caviar. That walk, the walk clothes are fucking killer. Yeah. Food up killer. It's not as bad as uh, S- Seven Sisters to White Hart Lane, but yeah. it's, it takes fucking ages. You guys get the train, don't you? Yes. That was the big reveal for the 1882. <laughs> I was like, let's walk. And they're like, no, we get the train. No, it's like, walk. Can't oh, walk. walk. I love that walk. Yeah. Yeah. I have a beer on the way to Mackey D's. Fuck it. Uh, what's, your, what's your worst away ground that you've been to? The one well, you had? Emirates. Yeah, all right, let's take them out of the equation. Arsenal. Highbury. Highbury. I enjoy, I think. Bridge. You know, you took the words out of my mouth. I'll tell you why, because all the away games that I've gone there, I always get a fucking I always end up with a ticket at the back. You know, if you're right towards the back of the the, the, the away section, you're in that little enclosure. Yeah. So the the roof is concrete and obviously you can just see all you see is green, you see the pitch, so you end up having to stand or try and stand in the aisle to fucking be able to breathe a little bit. It's claustrophobic. You're paying 60 quid to watch Tottenham lose, so it's fucking shit. Loftus fucking road. I remember it now. Loftus road. Shit stadium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with Stamford Bridge. I was really far back, and you're just enclosed. You feel like you're in a cocoon of fucking Chelsea. It, it was terrible. Um, my, mine was uh, Portsmouth's ground. I mean, it's old school, and there's a certain charm to that, but fucking hell, you... It took fucking ages. You know how, how difficult it is to get out of Spurs when uh, you know we're, we're the final whistle's gone and there's no room to get down to the turn, uh, to the gangway. This was fucking ridiculous. It was like a, a you, it was a single file little alleyway at the back of the, this single stand, you, and they had one little fucking stupid hut. You know what? I'm glad that everything that's <laughs> happened to Portsmouth has happened <laughs> to them because I hated that journey. We won two one. We had uh, I think Peter Couch got sent off. It was when um, Martin Yoles, uh, not Martin Yoles, uh, Harry Redknapp, I think it's the season we finished fourth and qualified for the Champions League, actually. King scored a header, and I think Defoe scored a 2-1, it was. I think Boateng played for them as well as their first season. Anyway, it just a fucking absolute shithole. It was shithole getting, getting there, got outside, there was a shithole pub outside their shithole stadium, uh, the, uh, the, the station I got inside their shithole stand I couldn't get in a fucking shit from their shithole toilet I couldn't get a fucking shit cup of coffee from their fucking stand uh, their, their, their shop that had two people you complain about service fucking go down there mate go on complain then you'll be thinking it's a fucking life of luxury what a bollock stadium it should be wiped from the earth along with that entire football club I had such a bad day <laughs> Well, we won though. Yeah, we won. It was good. <laughs> we sang some songs. It was all right. No, I'm only joking. It's, it's sad for the fans, but you know, fucking sort your stadium out. Next question. Next question. All right, question two is from uh, Wobbly Desk off Facebook. He says, "Imagine we lose on the final day of the season against Aston Villa, and there's a Spurs fan TV like the Woolwich one. They stop you straight after the game. Do you tell it how it is?" Or do you remain calm and not mug off the club in the same way the scum do? I don't do it. I don't go nowhere near it. I wouldn't in a million years. You just you can't come out of a football game. It's hard enough recording a podcast a day after yeah. uh, the result happened if we lose. 
Imagine the you're always going to say something but, that's going to be negative yeah, if, you, if you've lost the match. You're never like, going to be like it's like slagging off your missus in the middle of an argument. Yeah, you, you say things you regret, <laughs> and then you have to apologise profusely. But there's no opportunity to apologise in this instance. You've just got the internet, and it's got everything you've given. Well, let's face it. None, none of us four would stop. But if we were to stop, what would you say? In the interest of answering the question. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, of course. Um, I wouldn't say anything. I'd say no comment. No, because it's the question was, pause. do you tell it how it is? A long yeah. fucking pause. <laughs> so, you know, you know what? I, I think, I think to, to answer the question, you, I think Spurs fans would be quite honest. I'm not saying we haven't got Tottenham supporters that are a bit over the top, excitable. You know, the, the type that turn up at White Hart Lane when we've won a... When Sky would ask a stupid question relating to Tottenham there always seems to be Spurs supporters in and around the Spurs shop yeah. that make us look like really stereotypical yeah we're going to win the league this year <laughs> it's like no who is that person that person is not a fucking Tottenham supporter and then yeah so in comparison to what you get with the Arsenal one I mean I know that the guy that does the Arsenal one seems to interview the same group of people yeah. Yeah. there's this old middle aged bloke who always looks like he's going to fucking cry his name's Claude <laughs> Really? Yeah, that's yeah. his name. Is that his name? I've watched, I, I, every time they lose, I watch every video <laughs> they put out. I mean, Jesus <laughs> Christ, <laughs> man. The one after the Everton game, yeah, it was it's, like... It's fucking brilliant. He was having a breakdown on camera. But do, do you think that they realise that the vast majority of their content is not watched by Arsenal fans? I'm sure it is. Yeah. Actually, the vast majority is probably a bit of an exaggeration, but you'd say maybe at least half and half. So half of people, away fans laughing at them, and the other half are Arsenal fans probably looking and going, you fucking mugs, you're making us look stupid. And this is the question I've got, is that why would anybody want to do what they're doing other than the fact that they're trying to, and this is something we get accused of sometimes, to perpetuate our own agenda and to try and launch a career into into the, to, into sports media or something. I've been accused of mm. trying to do that. <laughs> I haven't listened to the podcast now, shit I am on it. But the uh, you know it, it, it's odd, it's weird, because they're kind of making a name for themselves and making the people they interview look a little bit stupid. That's the thing, I mean... Because the, they're grabbing them when they're at the weakest. Well, with the, with the, with the, and the I two, love it. Well, with the two blokes crying, I mean, surely you'd protect them and not, you wouldn't and put, not, and not put it on there. I personally wouldn't have put that out. If, if, I, if we were doing the same thing, yeah. I absolutely wouldn't have put that out. It's, but, it, was, it was exploitative. If I, if I got stopped, I mean, I'd, I would rather say I'm not coming. If I had to say them, I'd, I'd just... I'd be honest, but I wouldn't be like... You know, where shit sell everyone, but then I'm not an I'm not an hysterical fan. No. They, probably, they probably would find they always find the most hysterical fan to get them to I'd love it if Ricky was on there. <laughs> <laughs> pinching his helmet. He's taking his clothes off, pinching his helmet. <laughs> but Ricky Ricky is the most uh, reactionary fan. He, he he's he's passionate and he loves Spurs but yeah. and he wants us to be so he wants us to, to give him all of the he wants his dreams to come true. Yeah. And when they don't it hurts him. He, like he physically re- recoils when we lose, yeah. um, so I, I, you know, I can understand why some fans would say things and, and are reactionary. But personally, I, I, I like you, like like you, T. I'm, I, I kind of, I'm quite philosophical when Spurs lose. I try and find, you know, reason why. I'm, I'm not, I'm never like many of us. I've never been like, oh, sell Rose, sell Lennon. I've always been like, well, well talk, we're talking about so, um, talking about Sherwood. Leaving and just saying that there's been a couple of times this season where I've been on the brink of just going letting loose, <laughs> but I've never I've never done it because I don't I don't see the value in it. I don't I'm not going to add anything to anything. I'm not going to change anything, and I'm just going to make myself look like an idiot. There's no point going on Spurs TV and just ranting and crying. But everybody everybody who's seen the game they knows what's happening. They know what's going on. It's like it's like telling a 
A big fat girl to stop eating chocolate cake. It's pointless. She's going to keep doing it. There's no point mentioning it. It's just like, fucking just let it go. Walk away from the camera and just let it go. <laughs> we haven't got an equivalent one. I mean, that says it all, doesn't it? It's, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, no, no, it's but a matter of time. It's a matter of time. I'm just saying that, that we don't feel that necessity to almost... You know, Arsenal supporters. Oh, actually, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat my words because yeah, you're right. A, it's gonna happen, it isn't is it? Gonna and happen. People are gonna look back at this. It'll be nothing to do with us, but it is gonna happen. You know, well, I was gonna say this word. But I don't know exactly what it means and if I'm gonna pronounce it right. Mm. Homogenous. Is that is that, is that, yeah, is that right? Is that when right. everyone is basically one thing? I think all fans are becoming homogenous in how they are, and we all say our oh, fans we won't do that. But I, I wouldn't put it past our fans. All fans are becoming the same. I mean, there's a Chelsea fan. Who took a selfie when Lampard Fuck t- me. Takes, takes a penalty? And Spurs would say, "No, oh, we would never fucking do this. We fucking would." Someone would. Someone. Exactly. One person and then would. Then we say, "Oh, we wouldn't do." Wouldn't do, do you spares. guys know what we're talking about? No, no I don't think I've seen this. There's a guy on Instagram that they had a penalty and he turned around and took him. He was directly behind the goal and yeah. he took a picture of himself as the penalty was being taken. Yeah. And that's a bit of kind of self-promotion. Not yeah. a bad idea, but self-promotion and looking like a cunt. And it's on TV, and, and and then it's half half the screen is what's on TV, which is a, his back is to it, and his camera like that. Well, obviously you can't see what I'm doing, and um and the other half is his picture, and I just think all. Oh, I mean, we say oh Spurs fans won't do this, but I think any fans would because the fact the internet and social media just change everything. Everything we yeah. think is a good yeah. idea goes out. Yeah, yeah. Regardless, there's a uh, um you might have to Google this because I don't fucking remember it, but Einstein. Uh, made a quote that was almost predicting the future about how we're going to be very reliant on on machines on on Technology. yeah it's all, and, and it's true because it's been said by a lot of people that you know you go in a restaurant you you look at a couple they're both looking at their phones I've sat on the sofa and we're, we're watching something with the missus and then about five minutes later I'm, I've got my phone out looking at my phone and she's doing the same thing yeah. and I think what the fuck we yeah. should be talking here yeah, yeah. and, it, it's, and it, like, we have a laugh about it like get off fucking Facebook get off Twitter but when it's at a football match some people Mine's are like, get always off sna- get off spank wire <laughs> <laughs> if you look at the crowd when, when someone scores you always see people pulling their cameras out and I'm thinking live the moment it's like taking a picture of the sunset Look at the fucking sunset no, no, because I know it happens every day. But Ronaldo look at scored it that goal it. and did his knee slide celebration, and there's not a single person celebrating. Yeah. It's just they've all got their phones on him. And like, but, but maybe that's the way we, we've gone now. We're all, you know, yeah, in the future we'll have uh, the facility in our eyes socket to take photos. So we'll pop, be permanently yeah. recording. I went to a restaurant last week for a team build, and it was. Um, your, your desk is a computer the table you're sitting on is a computer so the interaction with the waitresses and the waiters is actually gone out the window and um, you order everything through your through your table and um, I went for a piss and I went past a couple of couples and they were just sat there not even talking to each other just on the on their computers what there's a computer in front of you your table table's an iPad your table's an iPad basically like a Gary Neville screen so when you order something you check it in then you check it out so you don't even interact with the waitress or waiter they just bring it o- they bring over whatever you've typed in onto your table oh and there God. are couples there maybe they're on their first date or they've been together 10 years just not talking to each other just browsing the internet and just playing games yeah, but when after ten years, what you got to, to talk about? That's a good point. Um, it's, 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 <laughs> you know what I mean, this it actually sounds like a good idea. Where is this place? Soho. Um, Soho. What's it called? Inamo. Right, good. I want a free meal. What Inamo. kind of food is it? Uh, Japanese. So you got internet oh, nice. and Japanese food. Yeah. All right, sounds good. That works. I don't if they, if they want to send us some free food for some free publicity, we'll do it. Well, I'll do it anyway. 
Okay. Um, the final question is, and this is, we didn't make this up ourselves, but yeah, it's Friday, some dark corner of the internet. Some dark corner of the internet, and it was it was it was such a good question that we thought we'd ask it. Is it gay to wank off your own clone? <laughs> <laughs> is he not bisexual? What? What? Are you, if, are you if, a hermaphrodite? If, if, if you're if you're straight. And and, and you've you got a partner, a and then you're you've got a clone, so you're wanking off yourself. You're wanking off a man. You're, you're wanking yourself off. It's a clone of yourself. Yeah, it's, it's not it's gay. It's you. It's like so so. But the fact that you're touching his his cock and you're stroking it, that is a sexual <laughs> act. But because you're straight and it's your clone, and you've been put in this weird scenario. I guess if you enjoy it, you might have a tendency to like. We well, don't have to. It. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 Hang, I'm no. digging myself into a hole here. So yeah. I fucking bury myself. What are you for? Are you forced to do this? I mean, if if you want to do it and it's another dick, then that does make you gay. But that isn't the issue here. The fact is that you have got a clone next to you, <laughs> and that's <laughs> happening in real life. It's not gay. That's the why. I, that, it doesn't matter whether it's gay or not. There's a fucking clone next to you. I wouldn't be. And, and the thing you choose to do is wank him <laughs> off. You can do anything. <laughs> I, I, like, what you decide, <laughs> the very first thing you decide was like, all right, fuck, there's me. Let me wake you off. <laughs> that, that's the issue. It ain't the matter of you're gay or not. It's the fact that's the first thing you thought to do. It's maybe like, actually, maybe it was after a few beers or something. It's like having a wank with your left hand. It's you, but it's not you. Yes. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, you know that. You know the other. You know you go yeah. a step further than that. Oh, like go you on, you're going to sit on your hand, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. If you sit on your hand for ten minutes, say so both hands go, go dead, it feels like someone else is doing it to someone else. Yeah, yeah it's exact, that's exactly what it is. I love that being in between as well. Where he sat out. Don't turn the computer off. He's got goggles and snorkels. <laughs> and he's trying to turn He's sat on his own hand. And he, oh, anyway, brilliant. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't spit roast a bird with myself. If what? it's me and my clone and a bird... I'll be like, I'll fucking push the clone out the window. I'd rather. I wouldn't sp- want to see myself fuck the bird when. Do you get what I'm saying? I'd rather spit yeah. roast a bird with my it's own like, clone. Fuck off, you ugly does, cunt. It I'll, doesn't you know, have to go that far. Hey? <laughs> it doesn't have to go yeah, that far. Yeah, but in this, this scenario obviously has some kind of sexual connotation to it where you're having to touch yourself, but not touching yourself. You're a copy of yourself. But, um, sh- but surely it's better to spit roast a bird with your own clone than with another man where you'd be like looking and just like checking the size out and everything. Like, well, you know it'd be over in five minutes and you can both share a pizza. You <laughs> 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 oh, honest, and you're all the same pizza because you like the, like, like the same pizza as well. It's the f- Actually, you know what? This clone thing, this might work. <laughs> I'd just be like, I've got to get out of this. I've got to get away from this situation. It's gone weird. <laughs> it's like, you, you, imagine... The, you forget about the wanking off. Imagine the moment where you both jizz and then there's that horrible self-realisation but it's a double self-realisation. Is that the face I pull? Is that the fucking face I pull? Yeah. <laughs> you disgust me. I don't think... Well, I think the answer to this question is it doesn't... The gay thing is like... It, it doesn't even... It's the least... It's the least worrying thing about this situation. <laughs> um, to answer your question, though, if it's another man and you're wanking off a dick, then that is... That's gay. It is a bit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wanking off a man is gay, yeah. But you know that you would never tell... No one else is going to find out, so it doesn't matter. So you can do it, because you know that you wouldn't tell, and if you wouldn't tell, then he definitely <laughs> wouldn't tell. No one needs to know. I've got integrity, so I wank myself off. <laughs> <laughs> but what if it was an evil code? Well, 
like chirpy. I can eat no, chirpy. man. And he takes pictures but that and, isn't and, a clone, and then. shares them on social media. That's not a clone. <laughs> That's not a clone. Yes, it's gay. Okay, anyone want to add anything to this <laughs> riveting debate? It's a good question. Really what good what would Tim Sherwood do? I don't have to answer that, it was rhetorical. I have a horrible mental images now. Sorry, I, man. I, I phased off for a second. Anyway, that's it. He salute his clone, would he? He played that twitch as well, didn't he? He even got the salute wrong. He put his palm up when yeah. it was supposed to be straight. It's like, like a knife. Ben, it's like knife. Benny Hill. Yeah. yeah. I've, been, uh, I've been a bit of a man today. What have you done? I uh, unblocked my uh, sink. I had it blocked up. So you bought Snapchat? Yeah, I, I failed that time. So I bought one of those snake things that you rammed down the... Uh, the, the was pipe. it blocked up with... Come. No, uh, no, I was coming. It was coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, spaghetti and beans. I don't know, I don't know what was in there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I feel proper. And I, uh, and I mowed the lawn. I was a proper... Jesus. Geezer. Do you want to fight? Fuck me. You, are you serious? Yeah, you want to go? <laughs> this is the biggest wallet I've ever <laughs> seen. <laughs> this is, what the fuck is going on here? Did you hear what he put that down? Fuck <laughs> oh, me, Sabramovich. Okay, so we've got the fighting cock app. <laughs> All right. When when that mic goes down, oh, me and okay. you, Danny, you die. You die. You die, mate. Get knocked out. What are you going to do with a podcast if I'm not around? Invite Jack back. <laughs> or Baines. Baines. Bring Baines to the show. All right. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. Anyway, so we got <laughs> we got um, Peachy. She could do it for a couple of Stop this, spook. <laughs> Stop talking. There's uh, a app. An we've got Android. two apps now. We've got Android app. We've got the the iPhone app. Um, so oh, Android app. Yeah, is this the first time we're talking about it? Yeah. No. It is. You, you don't... No, last week. Was it last week? Do you not listen to the podcast either when uh, you're not here? I've not listened to the last 10 minutes of the podcast. Oh, you fucking cunt. So Ricky don't listen to no, the podcast. No, I do listen to it, mate. Of course I listen to it. You've just demonstrated the fact <laughs> you don't listen to it. <laughs> Android app is really nice. Yeah, the yes. Android... I, I haven't got an Android... Actually, I'll have a look at it on your I've phone. got one. Wendy's symbol looks a bit weird. Yeah. Like a little piggy in a witch's hat. <laughs> piggy Wendy. Piggy <laughs> Wendy. And, uh, yeah, but it's free. So download it. It costs us money to produce, but it is free. Yeah. And the iPhone app is free. You can listen to the podcast. Read Dear Mr. Levy. You can read the THFC, TH, TFC blog. You can read Wendy's blog. You can... Uh, uh, listen to sound bites from the podcast. You can listen to Engineer Al's EP. There's shitloads you can Yeah, do. if you've got a couple of hours free, read Mr. Dear Mr. Levy. Yeah, yeah. Oh! <laughs> yeah, we want to team up on this cunt. We're going to go. Read one Too long, didn't read. You do boxer size, right? Yeah. We can take him, definitely. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, there's t shirts and um, the fanzine's coming. And that's it. Thank you, T, for coming down once again. Thank you. Spook, when Cheers, are you back mate. on next week? Next week and uh, the week after, supposedly. Oh, nice hat trick. It's like. Went that since the first never, season. Never after, man. Oh, that's never glorious. After. It's good to have you back, Spook. And Lombardi, thanks again for coming down. Pleasure. Thanks for editing. If you want to uh, send in articles, yeah, people send in articles. Something positive would be quite nice. I'm fed up of the Sherwood, <laughs> Sherwood bitching or, or Deadwood or Shitwood. Anyone who says that, just just turn it in. How how uh, do um, how do you submit articles? Uh, you um, email an editor at the Fighting Cock, or you go on the website and you'll see. Go look, for, just type in the search AR Lombardi, you'll find out, all, you'll see all my amazing blogs and you just go to the bottom and it says right for the fighting cock and just follow it that way. And you can go to a URL and it fightingcock.co.uk forward slash right. Yeah, Have you done that? I haven't, well okay. I don't do that. That's no. the proper way. <laughs> and, uh, and, that, and that's about it. 
Thank you again. Thank you again. Come on, you Spurs. Downloading the podcast. And yes. Someone's actually going to listen to it this week because we've won. Okay. Get in. Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Firehouse Subs, a portion of every purchase helps provide life-saving equipment to first responders. We make our subs differently because our subs make a difference. Like our Italian sub, piled high with Genoa salami, pepperoni, and Virginia honey ham. Or our Firehouse meatball sub with zesty marinara, both with melted provolone and Italian seasoning. Your choice, just $6.99 each for a medium and only for a limited time at Firehouse Subs. Tap the banner now to start your order. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.